welcome and thank you for tuning in to the Grace Assembly of God Sermon Podcast. Grace exists to help people discover a life of purpose in Jesus Christ through discipleship and serving one another. If you would like additional information, visit us online at www.graceofbelair.com. Again, thank you for joining us and enjoy this week's message. I want to share something for you that I believe the Lord spoke to me this week, and it's about new wells in a strange place. It has to do with Isaac when he was in a strange land, and he, he dug a well, and he called it Rehoboth. And uh, Rehoboth, in my mind, when I hear the word Rehoboth, it brings back a place that seems so far away right now, but it brings back summertime at Rehoboth Beach and one of our favorite places to go is on a Friday evening at Rehoboth, and often there's military bands that are playing, and people are eating ice cream and Thrasher's French fries, and it's just shoulder to shoulder, and it's just it's vacation time. It's a, just wonderful. That seems so far away right now. That just seems disconnected from us. It actually it almost almost seems a little strange considering that we're all sort of hunkered down. But uh, in the book of Genesis, chapter 26, the backstory is this, is that Isaac was fleeing a famine, and he was directed to go to the land of the Philistines. But in that place, which was a difficult place for him, God had something special. And I believe in this place, now that we're calling the new normal, I believe that God has something special for us. In fact, someone has said, every adversity presents another opportunity. So let's dig into God's Word for a few minutes together and see what the Lord has for us. First of all, a strange place. Uh, Verse number one says this, that, Now there was a famine in the land besides the previous famine that had occurred in the days of Abraham. So Isaac went to Gerar to Abimelech, king of the Philistines. And Isaac and his family, his herdsmen and his, his herds of cattle and sheep and camels and all of that livestock, and it would be hundreds of people, they went to this place that was a strange place for them. They went where the king of the Philistines ruled. And they found themselves caught between a hostile city and a waterless countryside. And they were fleeing a famine, two famines. And they went there for some relief. And what they found was this hostility and that in spite of all of the wealth of Isaac, he was not prepared to survive in that land unless he had water. This is a time, as so many, I think all of us feel, just sort of utter rhythm, utter sync. I hear words like, it's crazy, it's weird, it's strange, it's disconnected. Uh, One of my grandchildren, he's just three years old, God love him, the little guy, and he's in the habit of FaceTiming me every day or two, just wants to say, hey, Papa, how are you? And all of a sudden, he's fallen silent, and I was talking with his mommy the other day, and she said, He's just so out of sync. He knows something's up, but we really can't explain it to him. 
his normal routine is off, and he just detects something up, and it's really affecting him. And then just this morning, I got an email from one of the healthcare workers in, uh, at Grace that works at Hopkins, and she said this. Uh, she sends me regular updates, which I so appreciate, and they've instituted a no-visitors policy in the hospital. She said, if you do speak, Pastor, with anyone who has someone here at the hospital, please assure them that they are being cared for. We have moved healthcare personnel from units that have closed to cover the units that are open. Hopkins, as you see in the email, is opening two more floors dedicated to COVID-19 patients. She goes on and says, thank you for praying. Some days it is hard to be here. I do feel safe, however. The drive this morning was especially heart-wrenching and uplifting at the same time. There is no traffic on I-95. No one is out, but it is good because people are listening. This virus has changed the world and life as we knew it. People say they can wait to get they can't wait to get back to normal, but there is no normal. This is the new normal. Thank you for making the sermon available online. A strange place that we all find ourselves in. But the second thing from this wonderful passage is that there's good news. The Lord appeared. Let's read verses 2 and 3. And the Lord appeared to him and said, Do not go down to Egypt. Stay in the land of which I shall tell you. Sojourn in this land, and I will be with you and bless you. For to you and your descendants I will give all these lands, and I will establish the oath which I swore to your father Abraham. And so God instructed Isaac to go to this place of the Philistines. God knows where we are, and God has his purposes for us. There's a great comfort in knowing that God is in control. I just spoke with uh, one of our seniors last night that's, um, that's confined, self-confined, hasn't been out of her home for 10 days, but she talks on her neighbor, with her neighbor all the time on the telephone just to minister to her. And she said, Pastor, there's such fear that's there. But she said, I have this wonderful peace that it just comes from the Lord. And yes, I'm antsy, and yes, I want to get out. And, but I know that, that I, can, I can do this with the Lord's help because the Lord is with me. And it's, it's during this time that I want to encourage you from verse 22 to keep digging. Rehoboth, God has something special for you. And we'll read uh, verse number 22. And he moved away from there and dug another well, and they did not quarrel over it, so he named it Rehoboth, for he said, At last the Lord made room for us, and we shall be fruitful in the land. This strange place that we're in, God has something special for us. Uh, the backstory, of course, is that Isaac went to the land of the Philistines and he dug up all the old wells that his father had dug. He knew 
that there was water there, but the Philistines had plugged them up. And verse 18 and 19, 20 says this. It says, Then Isaac dug again the wells of water which had been dug in the days of his father Abraham. For the Philistines had topped them up after the death of Abraham, and he gave them the names which his father had given them. But when Isaac's servants dug in the valley and found there a well of flowing water, the herdsmen of Gerar quarreled with the herdsmen of Isaac, saying, The water is ours. So he named the place Esek, because they contended with him. One of the things that I think we're all finding during this time is that in this strange place is the old things aren't working any longer. They just don't produce. Uh, there's no live worship services, and believe you me, we feel that around here. We live for Sundays and seeing you and just leading in worship and ministering the word and fellowshipping, and you add so much. You make grace what it is, the living body of Jesus Christ. But as we record this, there's empty seats there's just me and Pastor Daniel and Pastor Josh that are here right now. There's empty seats. It sounds hollow. There's just no more signs of laughter or smiling or hugging or shaking hands or lifting our hands or responding to the Lord. There's no more laying on of hands, praying for people that the Lord would heal him in his strong name. There's no life teaching of God's Word, and there's no more greeters and ushers and teachers and hospitality and kids men ministry going on in a live sense and there's no more social life we can't go to restaurants we there's so many places we can't go to and it seems that the cdc rules are what govern our our lives anymore but isaac kept digging he dug where his father dug but it wasn't producing because even when he found water, there was contention and he couldn't use it. But he kept digging and he dug this well and he named it Rehoboth. And the word Rehoboth means open spaces. God turned his situation between a hostile city, a hostile people in that land, and a waterless countryside God turned that place into what he called open spaces, and he named the well Rehoboth. God has a new thing for us. God has a new place for you and for me to flourish. The Bible talks about springs of living water. It talks about spring up, O, o, o soul, spring up, O well, and with joy, we shall draw water from the wells of salvation, wells that will refresh our soul, that will give you strength and to drink freely of his peace. And this passage ends with this. It said, the Lord appeared again and said, I will bless you and multiply you. I believe God has something for us. I also believe he wants us to have a new perspective. Um, what's happened out there, we have a common enemy, but Nothing is too big for God. What is impossible with man is possible for God. And we want to take this. We will prevail. We're going to come out of this stronger than we've ever had 
And just in closing, before I pray for you, I want to give you a different perspective. I think you'll really like this. It was titled, The Day the Church Broke the Internet. Look forward with me and imagine 10 years from now in 2030. It's a college kid, and he says, in history class, we learned that the COVID-19 pandemic in 2020 was really bad. What was it like? His parents said, well, everything was shut down in an attempt to kill the virus, but not everyone followed the orders to quarantine for 15 days, so it lasted far longer than anyone expected. Many people died who shouldn't have had. Grocery stores were out of provisions um, because people were hoarding as much as they could. We were all scared of the economic meltdown and what it meant for our country and for our future because we couldn't work and we watched the stock market and we thought, oh, there goes our retirement. There goes our safety net. The parent says, don't you remember it? You were eight. And the college kids said, all I remember was school closing and being homeschooled. I remember doing scavenger hunts in our yard. I remember eating meals as a family for a change. I remember getting great sleep because I wasn't up late doing all my homework and I wasn't up early in order to catch the school bus. I remember board games with my family. I remember watching our pastor on a laptop. Honestly, it was the happiest time of my childhood. And my prayer for you is that this will be the most blessed time for your life and for grace of Bel Air. We're an Assemblies of God church, 70 million strong around the world. The testimonies keep rolling in of God's faithfulness. We will emerge. Jesus said, I will build my church. The gates of hell will not prevail. Thank you for being a partner with us and with him in the Great Commission. And the Lord bless you today. I want to pray for you right now. Would you bow your eyes, uh, bow your heads and close your eyes with me? Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for your promise that if we draw close to God, Lord, that you will draw close to us. I pray for each individual. Lord, I thank you that you have a spring for us called Rehoboth, a wide open space. Lord, we find ourselves in this strange place. But Lord, you have something new for us. And Lord, you want us to keep digging and pressing into you and drawing near to you, carving out that special time of prayer in a secret prayer closet Lord, looking for opportunities to serve and, and calling our neighbors and serving the seniors and the homeless and the workers, healthcare workers on the front line. I just ask that you would bless everyone here in a special way. Lord, they would be encouraged by your word, by the worship today, by the words of greeting and even our online meet and greet. We bless them now. We ask that your face would shine upon them in Jesus' powerful name I pray, amen. Thank you.